1: What's wrong with you I got nothing for you. But what, what, what's wrong with how, how, how you? Leave, walk. You're not angry. How do y'all feel this morning? Leave, walk. I, I feel what? That's how I feel. I had the benediction right there. That was so good. What's going
0: on, everyone? And welcome to The Reformatory, the podcast for the local church and by the local church. And we are your local churchmen. My name is Josh, and I am here, as always, with the great captain himself, Captain Jack, my (laughs) friend. How are you, sir? It's good to see you.
1: Yeah, it's it's going well. What is pot? uh, Dude, I like that sweatshirt, man. Yeah, it's um. I don't think people are gonna like who I'm gonna say it's from. Oh no! Oh, but it's no. Preston Perry. I don't. Um, I don't. Jackie I don't know Hill him. Perry's. Oh, oh, okay. okay. So Jackie sure, Hill Perry's husband. Sure, sure. Sure. Okay. So Preston made this free Indeed line. So. Okay. I mean, anyway. it's a it's a dope sweatshirt. It looks cool. It is. I, I like don't. It I don't. I don't really know. Going.
0: I don't really know Jackie O'Perry. I don't know any drama that's going on there. I don't have a dog in the fight, and I'd rather just not know because drama-free life is a happy life, dude. (laughs) And if I don't have to pile more drama... Onto my plate, then I'm just not gonna. So I'm gonna leave it yeah. at. I like your sweatshirt. I don't care who it's from. <laughs> <laughs> it's a cool sweatshirt. <laughs> Would well, that? I feel like you can't say anything without offending anybody. You can't, anymore. dude. No, no, no. It's part of. It's it's ingrained in the culture, and that literally sure. everything has to be a statement. Uh, and that's that's just that's just kind of where we're at. But uh, that's neither. Yeah. It's neither here, nor there. But it is, <laughs> dude. It's good to see you. I uh yes, I as am always. I enjoy I enjoy uh Yeah, I enjoy seeing you man. It's it's good. It's I will been a say week.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I will say my pastor. Mm. So from our little conversation last time. Mm. My pastor You mean the one, one my where you went got off it. And just 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 went like complete unfilter
0: that, that that conversation,
1: the one where I called all lead pastors and all church governments were taking their cues from the pagan yeah, Roman you, government. Yeah, you yeah, called yeah, that them Roman. That one, one, that, one. that one. Okay, yeah, that one. All right, all right. We're on the same page. Yeah, uh, okay. I'm I'm aware of that conversation. <laughs> so, so my so one of our pastors got up to introduce an elder candidate. So we have a new elder candidate at my church. Sweet. We know him very well. Yes. It's a really good kind of answer to the prayer with him and his family. And he prefaces, before he starts to introduce um, Ryan, the elder candidate, he says, we don't see... The word "senior pastor" or "lead pastor" in the New Testament. I'm like, <laughs> and Jackson the backup. <laughs> yes,
0: <laughs> let the hate flow through you. Jackson the back, going and then all God's people said,
1: "Amen." That's yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. I was the loudest I've ever. Been. No, i not. Hey man, plain. I was not. I was secretly <laughs> like Mr. Burns the entire yeah. time, just <laughs> excellent, dude. Dude, cap like Army Captain
0: Jack came out in that one moment and be like, "Hoorah!" Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yep. dude, that's awesome. Well, hey, uh, congrats to Ryan. That's legit, dude. New new elder candidates yep.
1: coming in. That's exciting stuff. That's really really cool. Yeah, that's, it's that's it's neat. really good. It's definitely an answer to prayer. Yeah. Like, if if anybody knows Ryan and his story, what happened in his situation was one of the worst things that could happen sure, um, sure but it was it was a time in which um the elders of my church really rallied around him and just brought him up mm. and really encouraged him and he's been an encouragement to everybody in our congregation. it's just a win-win yeah so. yeah. yeah yeah I obviously don't know Ryan as well as you do I, I've met him
0: uh, a handful of times. And every time I met him, I thought he was the nicest dude. So cool, and I'm yeah. super, super happy yeah. for him. Super happy for your church. I think that it sounds like a great fit. Just, just from from what I hear. So, anyway, Jack, yeah. uh, we hope that you have a good <laughs> a good fit for us today in regards to the reformatory cigar of the week, mm. my friend. What do you yes. What do you
1: have for us? So we have an interesting little. Um, <laughs> An Interesting little fellow. <laughs> interesting little selection for you today. Selection. Selection. If you will. Sext- selection today. You gotta get that uh, phlegm in there. Yeah, yeah. Gotta get that phlegm. Yeah. So, uh, today's uh, cigar of the week is brought to you by E.P. Carrillo. Mm. And it is a. I think it is the trilogy. I think it's one of. Well, basically, so. Ep Carrillo, if you have seen any of his cigars, so it's basically Ernesto Perez Carrillo. Okay, that's the EP. So yeah. he is the blender in this cigar company. He's been around the block when it comes to being in the cigar business. Um, has made has is basically on the same level. If well, maybe a little bit lesser than like a uh, a Pepe um, a Jose Pepin Garcia mm. yeah. type as far as Blender, as far as Collaborator, stuff like that. I feel like he's kind of like similar to AJ Fernandez. Anything E.P. Carrillo is basically collaborating with, you need to smoke that. Yeah. Um, So if he's tied to it, I would smoke that. So basically uh, he has made this one specific series where it was um, The Pledge, The Encore, and The La Historia. And they were all specific bands and they were very um ornate on those bands uh and they kind of represented a different color I think the pledge was purple the law history was like red and blue um I'm trying to remember what the encore was specifically I think it was I think it was some some type of other purple-ish color maybe mm-hmm. um but this one is green so mm-hmm. the allegiance is green okay? okay and it is a um Ecuadorian the rapper is Ecuadorian Sumatran, but it's also Nicaraguan. So basically, it is a Flavor Ecuadorian bomb. Sumatran wrapper with a flavorful, flavorful Nicaraguan uh, underneath. So basically, the binder okay. is Nicaraguan. Okay. Um. So you got Ecuadorian. Mm-hmm. You got Nicaraguan. Mm-hmm. Um. There's also I've I don't think this is true, but basically somebody was. Jeremy, a guy that we both know, um, who's a broker for a lot of cigar businesses in the Pacific Northwest. He was talking more that Honduran tobacco will give you more sweetness. Okay. So if you find Honduran tobacco, this does not have Honduran tobacco. Another cigar next week that I'll review has Honduran tobacco. But this one, primarily Ecuadorian, Nicaraguan, um, fillers, binders, that wrapper. I will say this. Once, that first two-thirds is pretty floral. Okay. It is a very floral cigar. Okay, Um, very nice. Not so much spicy. Okay. But you get a lot of like distinct floral notes. Okay. Uh, which makes it different because I feel like the, a lot of the cigars that we smoke are like chocolatey, earthy, yeah, coffee, coffee blah, leather, blah, 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 Coffee, leather, manliness, <laughs> general rough, general
0: testosterone.
1: <laughs> yeah. This is very floral. Uh, it has some earthiness to it. Okay. But it, it is a very, even though it's like on the, on the more stronger medium yeah. side, it actually doesn't smoke like that. Oh, okay. It didn't feel like that when I smoked it, and it was in the Robusto sizing, so. Nice. Um, MSRP is going to be, I would say, anywhere between 10 to $12. Okay, so kind of right, yeah, yeah, right in the middle. Still decent. Yeah, still decent, especially for that uh, Robusto sizing as well, too, I felt like. Alrighty. That was really good. Um, but yeah, I mean, this great construction, um, The smoke output, you just got to puff on it a little bit. You got to draw it out a little bit, Mm -hmm. and then it's going to start producing that good smoke output. Nice. But everything was good. Good draw. Um, All right. No issues with the the burn rate. There it is. Five out of five, sir.
0: There it is. What's the name on it again?
1: The E.P. Carrillo Allegiance. The
0: E.P. Carrillo Allegiance. Well, we pledge allegiance to the Allegiance. (laughs) that
1: ladies and gentlemen
0: whether you have uh, heard of that before or this is your first time that is the reformatory cigar of the week and you know what to do go and smoke to the glory of god all right jack today oh man here we go we didn't
1: think (laughs) oh you think you didn't think the Northwest was going to get that ridiculous you, and it
0: just went down You people. would think that after the 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 gummy worm wrestling that you you know decided no. to do last week that we would take we'd take a week to you know to to cool our jets to simmer down to you know maybe just you know <laughs> take some batting practice right and just you know let just just cap out a couple easy ones right? No. <laughs> PNW said no. <laughs> All right. <Yeah. laughs> Today we are talking about uh, what 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 I want to title this app. I don't know if it'll stick, but I wanted to call this Judah Smith and the Ten Percenters. Because it sounded it sounded like a it sounded like a it sounded like a PNW. <laughs> sounded like a PNW, like going- grunge band <laughs> or a punk rock band.
1: <laughs> no, 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 no. You're you are going full like Hebrew Israelite yeah, offshoot branch right now. <laughs> <laughs> so okay, oh, so Jack, um,
0: <laughs> before we get into the topic today, um, will you please give our listeners uh, just a very brief, <sighs> as brief as we can make it, a brief synopsis of what it, what what happened basically, and the thing basically yeah. what what our content for probably the next two weeks is is stemming from? Can you yeah. can you tell us what, what happened
1: with Mister? Mr. Judah Smith. <laughs> so most of you may or may not know, Judah Smith is a mega church pastor here in the Pacific Northwest. Mm. He got a lot of traction for some sermon he did. Maybe it felt like maybe 20 years ago around that. Something like it had to do with Barabbas. It had to do basically the substitutionary nature in which Jesus sacrificed himself for us. Right. And basically, we're Barabbas, which is okay. You're, yeah, you're yeah And I actually, I actually bit. remember when that just, just as a, a, just in all fairness, when that
0: first came out, I remember watching it. Yeah. And again, I didn't hear it in the context of the whole sermon, so I can't speak to the whole sermon. But that yeah. snippet that you know, a lot of people took and like put to like you know, you know, they, you know, made videos of it and stuff like that. It was actually really yeah. good. I, I yeah. like again. I don't. I don't. I'm not a Judas Smith guy. Uh, I, you know, obviously, talking about it, there's a lot of issues there. But that specific thing, like I thought, was actually pretty
1: good. But like Jack said, that was
0: quite a while ago. So
1: yes, that was quite a while ago. And until that time, things have not gone very well. No. in the in the know. Pacific Northwest with Judas Smith, he was. He was pastoring a church that was called, I think, New City Church or something yep. along those lines. Yep. It was tied to the either Assemblies of God or some Pentecostal kind of denomination, and then the proverbial stuff hit the fan, mm-hmm. and they, the church moved locations to Kirkland, mm-hmm. which is, if you know your geography, yeah, yeah, in it's Washington, up in my neck of the woods. It's it's right around where Microsoft is at, where all the rich people live. Oh. Um. I mean, we're not we're not, saying, we're not saying we're not saying we're not saying we're not saying, but you know, we're not saying. Um, so he moved there, and then he changed the name of the church to Church Home. Mm-hmm. Church Home. One H.
0: Yes. One H. So One Church O M E. Yep. Don't know how that made it church past home. the branding the branding meetings, but it, but it did. It did. Yeah. And yes, Church Home and Kirkland. And
1: since then, they were really under the gun as well, too, when it came to they wanted to start doing digital church. Mm-hmm. Even before COVID, I remember this. Oh, yeah. Before COVID, they were like, we want pastors in the digital realm. Mm-hmm. We want to go digital. Metaverse. And everybody lost it. Yes. Everybody lost it. This was pre metaverse. Rightly so. Pre anything. And it was very controversial because it's like, how are you supposed to do discipleship when you're going through Zoom? And then we were asking that question one or two years later when everybody yeah, was exactly. on Zoom.
0: <laughs> Turns out, uh, you can't. Okay, continue. Yeah. yeah.
1: So he has come really under the gun within the last, I would say, two or three years back sure. again. Uh, for hiring a youth pastor who was uh, allegedly, he wasn't. I don't know if he was charged, but he's being investigated for raping mm. a youth group attendant. Oh, that's a problem. A girl youth group attendant. So okay. there's that. And then on top of it, mm-hmm. what is the topic of most of our episode today? Is mm. he is now getting sued, mm-hmm. and by, by him a I, former su- by him? Where we mean the the church, not not him specifically, right? It, like. So the the defendants in the case are him and his wife who are co-pastors. Oh, okay. And the and the CEO of church home. Because that's how they roll in that kind of church I feel like government. We just feel
0: like we just did an ep on this. <laughs> Roman. <Yeah. laughs> Sorry. So <laughs> um
1: so they are all defendants in that case. Gotcha. Because okay. they and here's the charge. Yes, okay, here we go. You cannot forcibly Make me tithe ten percent of my gross income that I'm receiving from the church, or any percent. back to the church again, right. or any percent. You cannot, you
0: cannot buy point. Washington law, and I believe, yes, I believe. Is it is it federal? I, I'm not sure. I'm not. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not a lawyer. I know Washington law for sure though. You cannot coerce in a five hundred one c three. You cannot coerce yeah. uh, tithing or payments or what's the term? B- beneficiary funds or something like that from the people. On staff, and it turns out that as a condition of employment of staff at church home, you were required per their guidelines, per their conditions, per their contract, to tithe minimum ten percent of your gross income back to the church. Mm -hmm. Yep. Okay. Absolutely. So Washington. So our bureaucratic. (laughs) <laughs> somehow government, hey you know
1: the lord directs the hearts you know, of kings the, the the government is bearing the sword in this case and we want that sword they, to they swing are, okay yeah. uh, do they swing like so a blind man case, on, on steroids well, we'll see. yes but <laughs> we'll hey see. you know
0: every once in a while you'll hit your mark
1: yeah. so I mean this started to cascade for me at least on twitter yes because I started to get other people who were bringing forth, and we know this, too, because we talked about this mm-hmm, a little bit, mm-hmm. that some churches, affili- actually, we would say most, are we being kind of generous or are we being kind of a little bit graceful and saying most Acts 29 churches have this policy? I think we should err on the side of grace,
0: yes. Let's err yeah. on the side of grace, but it is it is part of the culture.
1: Yes, yeah, we can say that. And even in Mars, in Mars Hill, it was absolutely part of the culture. Sure. So I can even go back to one of my former elders who lives down the street with me, from me. Mm-hmm. He was railed against mm-hmm. over and over and over, saying, "If you do not tie ten percent gross, you are not going to be a pastor within the Mars Hill Church affiliated churches." Yeah. So there's that, and then yeah, we're seeing. Uh, letters of employment come across Twitter saying absolutely you have to tie 10% of your gross yep and it just keeps cascading and cascading and cascading from there yeah. so so
0: basically what 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 this because this is obviously very much entwined not not only with just kind of you know where Jack and I live but the local church in general both of these things tithing and extra biblical mm-hmm. qualifications for leadership are essential uh, topics to talk about w- within the local church context. So what Jack and I are going to do is this this whole d- debacle, these shenanigans, bring up these topics that are important to talk about. So what we're going to talk about today specifically is, is tithing. We're going to get into extra-biblical yeah. qualifications and things like that next week. But what we're going to talk specifically about today is tithing and whether or not we believe— that the Old Testament standard of the 10% tithe is something that needs to be rigorously followed, or now that we are in the New Covenant, New Testament context, uh, do we view our serving and our giving of our treasure to the church a little differently, right? So that's what we're going to talk about. So obviously you have—and I grew up in this context. I grew up in the context where the tithe, specifically the Old Testament— 10% tithe which is where we get the term tithe it means 10 right yeah. it means it means a yeah. tenth right was was instated and 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 seen as as biblical and as christians we are mandated you know this is what what i grew up i grew up being taught and grew up believing we are mandated to give at least 10% of our income to the church per yeah. per uh, old testament law right yeah. um I'll put my cards on the table just right now because I think it's like let's not let's not bury the lead. I do not believe that in the New Testament context that we find ourselves today as Protestants, that mm-hmm. the Old Testament ten percent tithe law is applicable or mandated for believers today. Yep. Now, I think Jack would agree with me on that, and that is a position that I believe is widely has been. Widely and historically held, especially with confessional Reformed Baptists. Jack, you have you have thoughts. so yes yes share my <laughs> so friend. this
1: goes back so this goes back to a friend of the podcast who's been on this podcast before. Mm-hmm. Sam the Man Renahan Sammy he he got on the tweets and said, and I think okay, I don't know if this was providential or not. I don't know if the Holy Spirit was prompting him to tweet at this specific moment because when Josh and I were going back and forth on Twitter yeah. about Judas Smith, mm-hmm. I looked and suddenly I saw Sam Renahan and he tweeted this about seventeenth century particular Baptists on the issue of tithing.
0: Mm.
1: Yep. And he said and he basically takes something straight out of uh the documents mm-hmm. and of a lot of historical particular Baptist documents and he said Basically, off of his tour account, he said, 17th century particular Baptists believe that a tithe, 10%, was not binding on anyone. Yeah. Though all were bound by moral and positive precept to contribute. Yes. And so, and really it goes back to, I think it's uh, the verse in 2 Corinthians. It's either First or Second Corinthians. I can find it as well, too. But basically... The particular Baptists affirmed that Christians had a moral and biblical obligation to support the church financially but denied that a 10th or a tithe of 10% could be pressed on any conscience. Right. So, yep. yep. We have this historical backing from the documents and from the people that Josh and I associate with. That's right. The best. Our associates. So. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, no, no, and that's and that's very true. And and it's important to say that again whenever we are looking at the new 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 covenant whenever we are looking at ourselves in the new covenant with the old covenant being the context right it's important yeah. that we understand again that Christ did not abolish the law, he fulfilled it. So that does not mean that we take the yeah. Old Testament, the precepts that God laid down in the Old Testament law, and just be like, well, this now, I don't even have to read it because Jesus fulfilled it on my behalf. I'm a New Testament believer. I don't know why I'm starting to get Southern, but whenever I get <laughs> preachy, you start to get that old fundy <laughs> Baptist going. Uh, and we just throw the Old Testament out, right? And that that is not a yeah. biblical, healthy, or reformed thing to do. Right, yeah. right. If we believe in covenant theology, we believe that all of Scripture, Old and New mm-hmm. Testament, uh, need to be taken cohesively together. So, yeah, when we look at the concept of the tithe, giving to your church, right? Mm-hmm. We're not bound by the Old Testament law to give a certain percentage, right? And actually, a lot no. of scholars, it just just as a side note, to be fair, a lot of scholars when they look at the Old Testament. They say, you know, if, if we're going to look at things in context, a lot of them say it's actually closer to 20%. Okay, so like, again, yeah. if we're, you know, you hard, you know, I would say, I would argue that the hardcore, you know, the hardcore Old Testament folks on the tithe, I think you got to up your percentage a little bit if you're going to be, you know, faithful. But that's, you know, that's that that's a whole nother conversation, right? <laughs> yeah. What I mean when I say don't throw the baby out with the bathwater is that we as Christians, I do believe are called to give to our church, I believe it's a good yeah. thing to do. I believe it's a biblical thing yeah. to do. I believe there's biblical precedent for it, right? You see in the Old Testament and Acts, or excuse me, excuse me, New Testament, in the early church in Acts, you see yeah. the church bringing their tithes, their <laughs> gifts, their offerings, and laying them at the feet of the elders, right? And the apostles. And the yes, apostles. the apostles at, and the elders. At, yep, the apostles and the elders for distribution, right, for the work mm-hmm. of ministry, right? And that is a good and right thing to do and it's something that is encouraged in the New Testament. But it is without the the it is without the ceremonial percentage law strapped to it, right? Yeah. Um so or uh yeah, exactly. So um Jack, when we talk about giving of our time, mm-hmm. our treasure and our talent as we talk about here on this podcast, right? Help yeah. help us understand that in The context of New Covenant, New Testament Protestants.
1: Yeah. Well, I would say you need to go back and look at the words of Jesus in the Gospels. Mm. Um, Jesus was constantly coming against the Pharisees and saying, you know, you can tithe all your dill. Mm -hmm. You can give your pinch of dill out there. You can do this, but you're still whitewashed tombs. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) You know, and I think he purposely wanted to show people and up the ante, really, because people were just focused on I don't commit adultery, I don't do this, I don't do that. It's like you commit adultery with people in your heart. You kill people within your heart. Right. This is way more of a spiritual dynamic. It's
0: way more than simply checking a box and saying, Okay, I'm good. Like I, you know, covered that for today.
1: So part of it is, I mean, even just the simple question of when Jesus picks up the coin and says, whose inscription is on this?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: It's Caesar's. We'll give to Caesar what is Caesar. Give to, what, give to God what is God. Uh, well, technically,
0: that whole coin is God's. Exactly. Everything we have comes from the <laughs> generosity
1: of our Heavenly Father. So this is, this is something that Jesus is wanting people to see that their goods and possessions that they have, their, whatever wealth that they have on this earth, Mm. it is to be used and stewarded for, if you're a Christian, especially, um, it is to be used and stewarded for the kingdom. And... I think just Jesus is pointing us to that reality. Mm -hmm. He's pointing that to all my possessions that I have are not really mine. Yeah, my possessions are for my brothers and sisters, Mm -hmm. and for their use as well too. And so when we start to say use language like ten percent, well, I can just have a cut of this. You know. Yeah. Um, Most people don't know this, but my dad had some run-ins with the Sicilian mafia in Cleveland. Of course he um, did. <laughs> and my dad's stepdad. Um yeah. his possible death was uh po- because of possible them. De- so, no, no, actual well, realistic death, death in yeah, real life. Yeah, realistic yes. death, yeah. yes. Let's be honest about this. My dad's stepdad was murdered by the Sicilian mafia. How did, okay, <laughs> How did we get on this? How did we get on
0: this? Okay, this I'm took, coming back. This took uh, such this took such a hard Hard pivot, dude. We went from talking about tithing, giving generosity. To by the way, do y'all know my stepdad got murdered by the mafia? (laughs) What what happened? Okay, I'm just saying.
1: They would. I'm just. I'm just saying. I'm using this example because those mafia guys, yeah, yeah, would come around the neighborhood. They want their ten percent. They would come. They want that ten percent. All right. Now, yes, there, you know you wrapped it back
0: around but that that that, that took a minute
1: <laughs> yeah
0: anyways so, might ha- we might have to clip that go, we might have to clip
1: going, that. That's, that's good stuff <laughs> going back to just this spiritual reality right uh, yeah the spiritual reality that jesus is giving to us is the fact that you are not your own. Right. And your possessions are really not your own. Exactly. Exactly. Amen. <laughs> and, yeah. and they are to be used in ways that uplift your brothers and sisters in Christ mm-hmm. and glorify God's kingdom. Mm. And yeah. so when people say, well, and, and this is the classic thing that happens in America. People look at the Old and New Testament and say, well, God changed his mind. No, he didn't. No. People, no, he did not. No. <laughs> if anything... He made a standard, and he upped that annie by quite a bit.
0: Oh, he did! Yeah, yeah, yeah. One, one could say, one could say that the Old Testament law of ten percent is actually an easier standard to follow than what we in the New Testament now have, because yes. just as you had, just as you already already stated, Christ, Christ took that law that the Pharisees took such pride in following every dot and every tittle and he says you mm-hmm. don't understand anything you think that yeah. you fulfill it by checking the little box and you've got your beads and you you've got you know you know you've got it all together and he says but what i care about is the layers underneath what you are portraying right yeah. so now when we talk about giving to the church it's no longer an old testament boom 10% it's like taxes 10% got that off send it off good boom Christ is saying this has to do with your heart. This has to do with your mm-hmm. intentions, with your motives. Yeah. This has to this this infiltrates every part of who you are because it it comes against everything the world is telling you money is for. And everything the world is telling mm-hmm. you your time and your treasure and your talent is for. The world is telling you it's for you. It's for you to yeah. hoard and it's for you to keep. It's for you to put in a box in the ground and forget about it. And what yeah. Christ is saying is that if we are going to have a correct understanding of the New Testament tithe, right,
1: <laughs>
0: we have to have an understanding of what generosity is and what it means yeah. to truly give sacrificially from a place of thankfulness and gratitude and not simply just something where we're just checking off a box and boom, got it covered. You know, I'll, I'll see
1: you yeah. next month.
0: You know yeah, what I'm saying? Exactly. And, and yeah. I think that's the part of the conversation that when you have churches like Church Home set mm-hmm. this standard up, they completely overlook and forget the purpose and the context that Jesus gives to the law. And that yeah. it's not about checking the box. It's not about forcing someone to do something um, under compulsion or under duress. Yeah. Which, let's be clear, that's what that is.
1: Oh, yeah. Absolutely.
0: I mean, 100%. It's about the heart. Yeah. It's about the matters of the heart.
1: Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, this is not about the institution of your local church. Right. Um, which, church home, some Acts 29 churches, majority maybe of Acts 29 churches mm-hmm. are doing this, and... This is not in line with the New Testament. No, no, it's um, not. If 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 pastor if local pastors think that it is wise to put this burden on their people, mm. especially in cases where where if if you tie ten percent, you cannot pay your bills. <laughs> sure, sure. Um, if you are in a situation, a financial situation like that. And pastors are putting burdens on their members like that. Mm-hmm. I would say shame on you. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because you are not yeah. shepherding your flock in a wise manner. Yep. Nor are you shepherding your flock with a compassionate heart mm. that Jesus tells you to live out and yeah. to love your neighbor as yourself. You're not doing that. Yeah. Um. So. I would think <laughs> that people would have a better mentality to mm. to go beyond this requiring ten percent, yeah, but unfortunately, I think this is more of a American systemic issue than just any kind of denomination or church at all sure
0: so. well, and here's the thing too. It's my hope that when people think about giving to their church, they do they do so in the context of gratitude and thankfulness, right. Yeah. And that it's just like it was the same with the—when with the um, when the church first started, it was the same with the early church as it is now. Bills need to be paid, and you have mm-hmm. men who God has called to the specific purpose of caring for your souls that need to put food on the table, right? And some of those men have been called to do that full-time in the preaching of the Word or counseling or, you know, whatever role they have in the church, right? I believe it's the congregation's responsibility to support these men and to support these, yeah. these, these men that God has called because they have been given this specific task of caring for yeah. your souls. So what that means, when I look at that in the New Testament context, it's not just money, although I believe money yeah. is part of it, right? Yeah. When we give to our church— whether it be finances whether it be our time or mm-hmm. the talents that the Lord has given us yep it must not be out of some sense of misplaced duty or compulsion it should yep. be out of an understanding that these people that God has given me are the most important people in my life and yep. i want to give back to the Lord, back to his people, what is already his. He gave me this money. He gave me this time that I have on my hands. He gave me this talent for the express purpose, ultimately, of bringing him glory. Mm -hmm. And that is done through many ways. But I cannot think of a higher calling for those blessings that God has given you than to be able to use them to bless your brothers and sisters in Christ in the context of your local church. That's what that's what it's for. So it yeah. it requires us to have this understanding of our finances, of our time, of our money that is completely, definitely un-American. I would say just un, uh, just 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 countercultural wherever you are. Yeah. That God has given you those gifts for a purpose, and the first mm-hmm. question you should ask is how can I bless my people with this? Now, obviously, yeah. as Jack has already said, make sure your bills are paid. Make sure that yeah. there's food on your family's table. Make sure that your kids have what they need, that your wife has what she yeah. needs, right? These are things that we, especially as men who lead our families, but but anybody who's bringing in a paycheck, whether you're a mom, yeah. a dad, or you're one of the kids, you got to make sure that you are responsible with that. That after those yeah. are met, the question that you ask, how can I bless my family with this, right? And it's having that understanding and that mentality when it comes to giving that I think we need in the local church. And if we come back to that, then we will have hearts that are free from compulsion, free from mm-hmm. selfishness, because we understand that the gifts that we have been given are meant to be given. Yeah, And the best place to do
1: that, in my opinion— is in the context of the local church. I'll kind of give an example too yeah. of how you can I don't want to make so our my local church does something very interesting in the way that we have our liturgy set up. Mm. And we do not have a time during our liturgy on the Lord's day in which we give a, our our offering, <laughs> sure so to say. Yeah. Yeah. Um if anything that's reserved for the end of the service where we do announcements mm-hmm. and then we do the benediction. Mm. And every single Sunday, I look at my bulletin and even though, and you wouldn't think, oh, they don't have the plates passing around. Sure. How on earth are they surviving? Sure. Yeah. It's our culture. Sure. The culture is that we will give unto the Lord. Yeah. In a way that blesses not only our brothers and sisters, but also blesses the pastors who are vocational, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And also in ways in which that'll bless other missionaries that we support and everything like that. Right. And so, every Sunday, I usually see the tally of, of usually probably every other, I should say probably every month, mm-hmm. I see the tally of where we're at. And we're not losing a step, really. Yeah. As far as giving goes. And sure. some people say, well, you took the, the offering component out of your liturgy. How, uh, how on earth could you make any money? Mm. It's, I would say it's as simple as this. When the Holy Spirit <laughs> comes into your life and starts to witness the truths of who God is mm. and what the scriptures pro- proclaim him to be, the Holy Spirit will start to do things in way. In which you are living out the Christian life, and it is this very freeing, mm. very natural way of living. Yeah, versus always being under compulsion, always being under a totalitarian way of going about the Lord's day or going about the way about church. Mm. It has just been really freeing to experience that. I would say within the last couple years, sure, um, at my local church versus years before where it was very much we always do this da 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 da, we got to be in step and everything like that sure yeah it was not a freeing experience it didn't Mm -hmm. feel like freedom versus this is way more of a deeper understanding of how you give and not only that but like it doesn't have to be crazy sure like my community group last saturday Got in there, cleaned the church, mm-hmm. had a good time, ate fresh Tacoma-made donuts. <laughs> People, okay, that's right. Drank Maquano coffee. Oh, sponsor, okay. sponsor, sponsor, <laughs> sponsor. Yeah, twenty um, percent off. Just like, <laughs> just like that little, <laughs> that little act yeah. is giving back to your brothers and sisters, and how you can bless them. Yep, how we can steward this space in which the Lord has given us. And so, yeah, absolutely. It's just that, it's just that freeing component versus if you are always under the gun mm-hmm. to tie 10%, how on earth <laughs> are you going to see yourself love others and love God more mm-hmm. because of that?
0: Yeah. Well, and the thing is like that mentality that works, whether you pass the plate or not, some churches do, some churches don't. Mm-hmm. The, the motivation yeah. stays the same. We, yeah. we give because God has given generously to us. Right? Yeah. And we have that mentality. It's not because we're checking some percent box. right? It's not because we're under c- compulsion of Old Testament law. It's because Jesus has shown himself to be such a generous and loving Savior to us. And because of that, we want to be generous and loving to his people. That's what we do. Right. And if you have that mentality, you will give generously uh, in in all the ways that God has given you to give. Mm -hmm. And that is such a such it's much more of a healthy, so much more healthy of a mentality than one that is born out of compulsion or a misplaced sense of duty. And yep. that's the gospel. That is the New Testament. That is the New mm-hmm. Covenant. Welcome to it. Live, breathe free, and give generously. Right?
1: And slaughter that pig and oh, start and making eat, bacon. Oh, and, people. oh, dude, make the bacon.
0: <laughs> eat the pork, pulled pork, bro. Eat all the crawfish you want. Yeah, dude, absolutely. You know it. You know it. Jack, my friend,
1: why don't we be generous with Big our Eva. people? And uh, mm. and and get out of here. How I about think Big Eva is being generous, and she has sung. She has sung. So, and it's time to leave. Get us out of yes, here, my man. Exactly. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, if you appreciate Josh and I's time in encouraging you mm. to refocus your efforts back on how the local church is central to your life as a believer, yeah, and how giving is so much more than just money. You can follow us, and you can start to engage with us in just not only this way of listening, mm-hmm. but also on the sociables, if you will. That's we right. talked about the Tweaker, the mm. Twitter, the mm. little blue bird site. Mm. We talked about the multiverse, the Facebook, if you will. Yeah, talked about. Well, we didn't talk about the Instagram, but the Instagram is basically. You know, it's there.
0: That's where all Facebook. That's life. that's where all the new reels and clips are going of our podcast. That's which right. Are popular. Yeah, people like those. Yeah. Especially when Jack gets all spicy.
1: <laughs> we haven't been on the we haven't been on the other uh there's another sociable site that may not be named here, that I will not name it. What the 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 T squared. I'll we'll oh, call it T squared for right now. The old tiki the old tiki. <laughs> that's under the gun by R- Ricky by Congress. <laughs> yeah. Ricky-ticky-t- Ricky Tiki Ricky
0: Ricky Tiki talker. Yeah, yeah. All right. That's right.
1: But anyway. You can follow us on all those platforms at the tag at Reformatory Pod. Yep. Josh, we have some Halloween to do. Oh, so.
0: my goodness, do we have some Halloween to do? We have some very, very faithful listeners that have joined the ranks of the Podluck, meaning they have joined the Reformatory All Access. They gave us a $5 mm. holla, $5 mm. out of the month, and they became members of the Reformatory Podluck exclusive content we are going to by law by our duty and by our love we are going to hallowed their names right (laughs) now we have hallowed we are hallowing them right now we have tim Rowe, my friend your name has been hallowed we have ben smith my friend your name has been hallowed last but not least we don't have a name but a username Unless your name is actually Blue jackson in which, Oof. if it is Blue Jackson <laughs> my friend, Oof. your name has been hallowed. That's quite the hallowed name. It's right quite, dude, it really <laughs> is, dude. It really is. <laughs> Listeners, if you want that sweet, sweet exclusive content in that you get this episode you're listening to right now, you would have already heard this. You would have heard this at the beginning of the week. You would have already already been part of the cool club, man. You would have already heard all this (laughs) stuff, right? If you want this episode early, plus you want two, count them, two exclusive eps delivered straight to your Patreon app a week with Jack and I talking Um. about all manner of shenanigans, you can head on over to Patreon slash ReformatoryPod.com. And give us a $5 holla. And if you do, just as you heard, our pledge to you, our commitment to you, our covenant, if you will, with you, (laughs) is that your name shall be hallowed. Hallowed, sir. Hallowed. Hallowed through the halls of this podcast. Last but not least, wherever you get your podcasts, give us a little like and review. Give us a little five stars for five solas. Tell us how you found the podcast. Tell us what you like about it. We would greatly, greatly appreciate it. We thank you all for listening. And we will catch you on the next step of the Reformatory.